All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now with the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. So you're thinking about starting a new website? Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to tell someone or sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Or maybe you want to start that new podcast. Ah, huh. great idea. <laughs> GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. That's impossible. They're always $99.99 or $12.99. They're $12.99, but right now GoDaddy's offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. On the actual internet or is this some BS sub-internet? No, no, this is GoDaddy.com. We all use GoDaddy.com. Everything I have is on GoDaddy.com. I know. And each new .com comes with a free instant page website and a built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? I don't believe it. Get your website started today. I think it sounds like a scam. It can't possibly be true. GoDaddy's not a scam. They have... uh, uh, that hot check, Danica Patrick, for mm-hmm. their stuff. So it's not a scam. Plus, I use it for everything. It better not be a scam. <laughs> Go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code FORK at the checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website. And you're all set to go. Fork you if you don't take <laughs> advantage of this incredible GoDaddy deal. I'm going to take advantage of it. Fork on the road. I am travel guru Mark DiCarlo, and to my right, the lovely, the talented, the gorgeous traveling diva Yenny Alvarez DiCarlo. <laughs> yeah, you have to say that. <laughs> I do legally now. This is show twenty-seven. So excited to have. To, we have so much to tell you today. My age. Right. So much to talk about today. This weekend, uh, starting tomorrow through Sunday, we are going to be at the Taste of Philadelphia at Valley Forge, PA. Mm. Some really. I love anything that starts with Taste of. Right. Unless it's my ass, then you don't want to go there. But this is Taste of Philadelphia. I was there last year, had a really great time with Chris Myers and the guys that put it together. Uh, I had to do a show with um, Bethany Frankel. Oof. What a what a I remember that you told me about oh that. Oh my Not god. <laughs> what there is no bigger fan of Bethany Frankel than Bethany Frankel. Absolutely. Jesus. Oh my god. I just, think people know that. I know, but just she's such an unappealing human being. She was mean to the What did she do? She was just mean to the security people. She was snotty to me. She was snotty to the audience. She showed up 45 minutes late and didn't give a shit. Then when she got on stage, she didn't do anything. And people were kissing her feet. It was repulsive. Kissing her feet. Well, just they you were, were just, just they upset were thrilled. She was, she was giving women advice on how to train their men. Yeah, well, you know what? If 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 you want to be with a woman like Bethany Frankel, guys, here's all you need to do: have no self-respect, and let her let her. Oh, she. You know what? There are just she's just a distasteful person. And if I never see her again, I won't care. The good news is, yes, she's not coming back to Taste of Philadelphia this year. I wonder why. Be- well, no one liked her. Everyone hated her. <laughs> Debbie Mazar and I are going to be doing a show together. You know Debbie Mazar. 
Yes. Great actress. Very funny. Very avant-garde. She's a big-time foodie now. So we're doing shows on Saturday and Sunday at the Taste of Philadelphia. So you can go to gourmetshows.com. It's actually written gourmetshows.com. And you can find out. You get tickets. Uh, Tickets are very inexpensive, and you get all kinds of delicious food and wine. Uh, Our friend Becky Suriano is going to be there with her Wine Me Not hand-painted wine glasses. Uh, We'll put that... On our website, yeah. yes, we have a new website. Tell them all about it, <laughs> traveling diva. The website is called a fork on the road show.com. and it is fantastic. Every single one of our shows is there. We have all our advertisers there. We have all of our links there. Yeah, actually, I still need one more link. I gotta figure out. <laughs> But like, people can go back and they can listen the to RSS our shows. The RSS feed to uh, link to iTunes. But like when they hear, like Joe Montaigne was on the show. Now yeah. there's a link where you can go to Joe's restaurant and when you're here in town. And pictures and everything. It's a great website. It's called a fork, a fork on the road show. Dot com. Right. So Dot you go com. there for everything you need to know about the show. If you want to find out about where you can get a copy of my book, Envirotabs, you can go and learn more about our show, about our guests. Uh, information we'll post about uh, The Taste of Philadelphia this weekend, so you can get yourself some tickets before they sell out. We'll post a link to Becky's wine uh, business. This girl makes the most beautiful, handcrafted, painted They are beautiful. Wine we got glasses. some for our wedding. She, she did one that looked like uh, Starry Starry Night by Vincent van Gogh. Van Gogh. And van Gogh. Very talented artist. Very talented artist. I really like the wines. Right now she has, um, for Halloween, she has wines that look like those, um, they're, they're martini glasses that look like the cone candy mm-hmm. that starts out orange. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. They have cute little faces. They're adorable. Who, do, who wouldn't want to drink out of that? She's a very creative woman. They're fun. Very creative woman. Fun glasses. Great gifts, too. Yeah. So that's all coming up this weekend at the Taste of Philadelphia, right outside Philadelphia in Valley Forge, PA. You can go to our website and check it out. Um... What else has been going on this past week? Oh, our producer Sean had his second wedding anniversary. I know, that's so cute. And he had a travel win, is what he was explaining. You want to explain that to us, Sean? Because lots of times we talk about horrible travel problems on this show, so it's good every once in a while if someone gets a travel win. Um, uh, You've been married. And his wife is so adorable. She is. Yeah, you're way over your pay grade with her, Sean. Way <laughs> we like over. her. So you, it's your second anniversary. You decided to go back to Vegas where you got married, right? Yeah, well, we got married at the uh, Mandalay Bay, uh-huh. which we uh, we loved. It was a fantastic. You know, That's the one with the pirates? Well, they have the shark Right, reef in there, and uh, no, that's Treasure Island. Right, that would about. make sense. Treasure Island is pirates. <laughs> Mandalay Bay is sharks. Mandalay Bay is sharks, and uh, lots of nice stuff. But uh, we got married there, but we had a reception at the Rio, and so we're. But I'm I'm fascinated with the Rio in general because mm-hmm. the Rio is probably one of the fun, most fun casinos I've been to in Vegas, and it's always. Well, it's off the strip, and it has. And they're the, all sweets, and it has the color scheme of the old Stardust, so it's sort of kind of throwbacky old Vegas, I think. It is, and also it's just they have the the buffet there that is completely the world buffet around the world, around the world, literally around the world. Like it is huge, and then and I mean, my friend suggested it because he's like, "Oh, when you go to Vegas, you got to go," and it's like, anytime I go back, I have to go there because there any other buffet. It pales. It pales. It is just, there's nothing that compares. It wow. is It is steamed food from around the world. You can steamed? get... <laughs> all the steam trays. They have sushi. They have meats. They have cereal. They have they salad. They have prime rib. Prime I mean, rib. salads. Mm. I mean, just all, every, literally everything. So Chinese like food. I really, I really like that buffet. You know what? Um, at the Rio, I had a... I had a uh, 
My favorite restaurant at the Rio is the one upstairs, the Voodoo. Yeah, um, yeah, we thought about place. going there. It was because it's all Cajun food. Oh, is it? I thought yes, it was a steak. I thought it was a steak thing. It's all Cajun food. They have no, they have um, fish as well. Cajun, they have soups. Cajun-like they fish. have uh, Cajun andouille and chicken gumbo, lobster bisque. That's one of my favorite places. And there was a band there called Elevate a long time ago that was fantastic. Rio has a great little upstairs. They oh. do. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, well, one of the, this, uh, at our wedding reception, because what, what happened was we were like, we had a really small wedding party. And so we were like, well, we just got midgets, f- you mean? Midgets. Like, it was just all, wow. it, was like, it was like an ant farm. What are the odds? Ant what farm. are the odds? That's weird. Because um, you're, you're a normal sized guy. You're tall. Yeah, I know. My family's like, you know, three foot two. Um, so she, but so anyway, so we were like, well, like, let's go and, you know, we got to find a smaller thing. And the Rio presented an option for us that they normally didn't do, but they gave it a shot with us the first time around. And I think they were very happy with the results and the food was incredible and they were super really? nice to us. Like to the point where uh, the club upstairs wasn't, you mentioned the upstairs part, the club upstairs wasn't mm-hmm. open, but they took myself and, you know, my wife and uh, my, uh, and some of my family members that were there up to the very top of this of the building mm-hmm. where the club isn't open so we could take pictures of the strip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was none of that, thankfully. Um, but they took us up there. Did you go to the wine cellar and tasting room? Um, Did why, you know they had that? Well, I knew they had that. I don't drink, okay. so that's... Uh, <gasps> oh, that's why in your pictures you're drinking tea. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I, had, I, had or- I had orange soda for my anniversary dinner. Which, yeah, well, the second anniversary is the orange soda anniversary. Oh, that's right, yeah. It's kind of like... <laughs> it's paper, it's, orange no, no, soda. No, 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 paper's the first anniversary. Right. Cotton is the second. Oh! I looked this up. Cotton? Did you, did you, yeah, did you know if you get to like to the 45th anniversary, like it's like real estate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what the real estate is? is real Side-by-side estate? burial plots at that age. <laughs> <laughs> So, so um, you go back for your second so anniversary. So we go back to the second anniversary. And, we and who planned the trip? You my, were, my, my wife planned the trip. Right. She uh, booked it through Hotels.com, which we normally do. She mm-hmm. was like, mm-hmm. hey, we should go back. I like Hotels.com. Yeah, yeah. It was always worked out for us. And uh, we, all, we were like, hey, let's go back to the Rio because they, we've never been there for the breakfast buffet. Mm-hmm. So Is it go. a different world? Is it like... It's not that much different. Pluto or Mars? Is it different? Well, I mean... The, I'll, Is it breakfasts from around the world? You know... Um, it really wasn't that different. <laughs> I mean, it did have some some diff- a few different things. Belgian but I mean, waffles, I would imagine. They had the waffles. Huh? They had really good French toast, of course. Um, <laughs> but they had like Spanish eggs. I didn't see Spanish eggs, chorizo? but they did. But they did have. I didn't see chorizo. They probably had it. Maybe I just didn't. They didn't call it Mexican that. omelet. They had an omelet station. Cuban toast. Denver omelet. Cuban coffee. I, I don't know what kind of coffee they had. Florida Captain Crunch. But they. <laughs> They had like egg, orange they, juice. In, the, in the in the Oriental section. They had ch- like um, tamarind eggs, tamarind, tamarind like deviled eggs or oh. something. Something very. I like odd stuff. See, that would be me tasting all the odd stuff. Yeah, I, I kind of got. A, they had. Oh, they kind of got a little bit out of hand though, with because uh, I, I wasn't. I can't pack it away like I used to. Uh huh. So um, that's kind of what happened. Did but you purge? What after or before? Either. No. Oh, you know what? And what I do when I go with my cousin to Vegas, they have a little booklet that you pay. um, When you first go in, you buy the, um, I think it's called the Vegas Pass. And depending on which hotel you stay in, you get this little booklet. You pay forty dollars for right. The yeah, whole no, day. no You can eat in all the buffets. You can go to buffets. Yeah, all the hotels. Well, some of them are connected, like the Rio and the Harrah's and the Bally's. But you can only eat so much in a day. Oh yeah, no, no and usually. And when you go to, but you can pick and choose. I know, you but don't if, have to eat you know, everything. I know, but if we went with our buddy Marco, 
He would he would break. They would have to turn the lights off. Yeah. He would eat them out of house and home in Vegas. So, but, house and uh, hotel. House and hotel. So you go to Vegas. So we go to Vegas. And my you wife, get this, you know, little cheapy wife, hotel room on well, hotels.com. Yeah, my wife. She booked a hotel and she, you know, paid. Paid a little bit more just for so like, oh, we'll get, we'll get a strip view. It'll be, you know, be nice. Yeah, you know, it's your anniversary. Like, you better get a strip view. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she. Where do you dance, by the way? <laughs> uh, it was a place. It's uh, right next to Terrible's <laughs> Casino. Um, <laughs> so he's not that great of a stripper. He's such a bad stripper. He has to dance at a place called Terrible's. <laughs> no, it's next. Don't to- look at me. I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I just fall off the stage all the time. <laughs> the clumsy stripper. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, can I stir you? Let me stir your drink. Oh my God, it's cold. <laughs> All right, so you're stripping at Terribles, and so, what's your wife uh, doing at this time? Well, she's she's uh, waiting for me in the hotel room because I'm trying to make some money, you know, for the for the, to pay for this trip. And uh, so so we get well, but anyways, so we get to the hotel and they give us an upgrade, and we're like, oh, we got an upgrade, fantastic. We did. We just like, oh, whatever, just you know. Upgrade. Lots of times that's just BS. It's oh, just we're BS. upgrading you so that your toilet works, or you're not facing the the highway, you're facing. The strip. Yeah, exactly. You know, we requested a strip view, so we should have had that. Right. Um, but so we get up to the room and they give us a key and it's uh, keyed access. So that's how to get to the floor. To get to the big. You know floor. what that does? Keeps out the riffraff. Well, I will say there was some riffraff that must have paid, or maybe they got upgraded. I they're upgrading riffraff at the Rio. They what? might have. I, I don't There's know. Rio riffraff. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know. There was, there was, there was some uh, next door to us. There was some uh, some uh, uh, older grinders. That what, were, is, what does that mean? I don't know. Sam- <laughs> you mean sandwiches? <laughs> or people just screwing all night long? Well, no, just uh, I think it was a bachelorette party that, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> Grinders. Seemed a little... Seemed a little uh, oh, so there were male strippers next no, door. No, 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 no. The just girls seemed, were grinders? No. The, uh, I just... I'm, I'm using a term that... I'm, I'm, I'm using a term that doesn't make any sense except to me. Well, that, that's fine because we're broadcasting. So really, use your own language. Why don't you just <laughs> why, why, why not use my own language? <laughs> that's how I that's how I think. Anyway, so no, we had the, there was some there was some uh, just uh, some party people. So there was a room next to you filled with drunk bachelorettes. I think so. Yeah. And you didn't have the adjoining. See, that's the real upgrade. You get the door that opens to that room. Right. Well, I have my wife. Right, me. that's what we were doing. We but were... you could have danced for the girls too. You would have made a ton of money. I could have fell off, fell off the tables and everything. <laughs> yeah, my name's Sean. Come and get some. <laughs> so they're making, they're keeping you up at night. So well, well. Anyways, getting back to the upgrade. So they get, we get up to the room, and in the room is is one of those things where like you're literally you're walking through to your room, and you keep looking for the smaller door because there's like a bunch of bigger like what you know two doors. Like Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. Well, he had a very small wedding party, if you don't remember. So he's looking for the midget door. <laughs> so we little, were... Little people door. That word. We were little looking, people. We were looking for the... Uh, the Okay, where's a smaller door that we're... You know, the one, the single door instead of the double door. Right. And we get to our room and it's... there's a, I showed you the pictures. Yeah. There's a, literally a hallway, like a foyer, like a foyer for our room. it's a long hallway. It's a very long hallway from my front door to... The the bathroom, then onward to the living room, wow. to the bedroom part, and we've never, I've never stayed in something that nice. That's when you realize, man, there's a whole level to life I have no clue about. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, the bathroom had two, uh, uh, well, his and a hers side. Right. Two different bathrooms. Two different bathrooms. Did you go into hers? Well, I used, the, I tried to use the bidet that what? was in hers. Do you know how to use it? No. Did you I, sit well, down? Well, I tried to sit down to try to position myself because it wasn't really <laughs> anatomically meant 
for a man, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I was determined to try it because I was like, I've never done this. Right. And you just turn around. Maybe I should have thought about that. Yeah. Man, you know. Did your nuts get wet? Is the question. It, it didn't work out. Well then, yeah, then, yeah you haven't bidet. I got, I got bidet. So, but we, but we had bathrobes and there was wow. a Keurig, and uh, he loves that Keurig. I yeah, love the Keurig. Well, we have a Keurig. It's funny because we have a Keurig here at work. Uh-huh. But then there was a Keurig in there with its own special Rio blend, Ooh. which was very fancy. Coffees from around the world. I'm, I'm inventing a an espresso machine that you can it's one it does it at the same time uh-huh. but it it pours two different coffees they have coffees. that baby they have but it, it pours two different coffees oh two different kinds yes it's how, it's decaf impossible. and regular it's not possible so that I only have to make one coffee in the but morning it's not possible yes you separate the thing inside oh, the little cup inside no you're we're talking about Sean's second anniversary and you, you drag I'm it into the gutter with I'm your coffee venting. So espresso machine. did you have a great weekend? We did. We had a fantastic. Was the upgrade? Did the upgrade work? If you know what I'm saying, it, it upgrade worked very well. We got to, it, you know, we had we had we had jacuzzi tub. That, uh, was a lot of. But was, you, you know what I'm saying, John? Yeah, the okay, upgrade it, worked. It, the upgrade worked. I don't want to get too uh, on the nose here. I know I because know, I, this I, your wife, and I, I don't want to embarrass you or her because she's a lovely, lovely girl. She's fabulous. I know. No, no, I, I appreciate that because yeah. stuff that happens in Vegas, dirty, filthy things go on there in Vegas. How do you they, know? I've been there. I'm just I'm saying. I'm a good girl. I don't know those. Was things. it? It was a. It was a. It was a satisfying. It was. It was great. And we got to. We got to check out. Uh, we went to Paris for a little bit. I love the Paris buffet. I'd never been to the Paris buffet, but they had a nice little dessert place there. That because we didn't get dessert for dinner, but we happened to find happened upon a nice little. Uh, just kind of like a just like an ice cream kind of mm-hmm. place that was open up, and it was nice because that way we didn't have to like. You know, wait in line to sit down and eat some dessert. It was just like a nice, quick, uh, convenient thing. And were you telling everybody all weekend long it was your anniversary? I don't think it was. We weren't really telling anybody. Oh, you got to. That's that's travel win number one. Whenever you're on a trip, like it's your anniversary or your honeymoon, you tell everybody because then all the people that work for the hotels, they give you those little upgrades and things like that. They probably yeah, upgraded they you everybody. because you had had your wedding reception See, there but now last I, two years Well, ago. that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what we think what happened was that they were so grateful for us to come mm-hmm. in and spending all that money. And I think they, they say that you can use those points at some point, but yeah. we really... I think I remember trying to see like, well, how we can redeem those points, and it was like, really, the gifts weren't a lot, but they were super nice to us, and they seemed, you know, that first time around, and this time they they outdid themselves. So I I, I love and that's the thing. Anytime I go to the Rio, I always win when I gamble there. Uh-huh. I play the big wheel, right? And I make the, I, what you you ride a big wheel the, around I, I the play, casino. I play the big wheel. I don't ride it. The the, the little plastic cart that little children ride on. That's what. That's how you're riding through the casinos like that. Well, we're midget. You know, my family is midget. Oh, so, right. Yeah. Right? So we were used so that to looks, that. It's a huge wheel to them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's like an average size car. So that's why it's called the big wheel. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Got Come it. on. But I ride the I ride the I ride the big wheel and uh, I win. And I win. Uh, I do. I, I was saying I won, and my wife actually won some money, and we were we were happy. Well, well I'm glad. And I hit up, a few, hit up a few comic book shops while in Vegas. That's what, kind of oh. what we do. That's kind of our thing now. Is that when we go to travel places, you uh-huh. know, when we travel places, we're like. What comic book shops can we hit up just to see what what it's like in these other places? Is it drastically different from comic shop to comic shop? Well, there's some of them. I think there's one in particular we went to. Uh, we went to when we were there. Uh, you could tell that they tried to cater to the people that make 
that gamble that are willing to gamble and makes you who know, just that, want a big pile of money. I'm gonna go get me a Superman number one. Well, they're, they're gonna spend the money on something that really doesn't need to be spent money on. Like I mean, because stuff that like I just know it's like, well, I could buy this for two bucks somewhere else, right? And they're, they're asking for ten bucks. Wow, you know that's how I, how I kind of roll. You can't but be pissing away your co- your comic book money. No, you gotta be. You gotta be. If you more money you can get for it, the more money you, you, the more you can get for your money is. You know, when it comes to comic books and buying stuff that just you know like sets, because I'm one of those guys that just I buy all the dollar books. Mm-hmm. I like the and find. you wait for them to. Well, I don't wait for them to care. I just want to read them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I bought no. Actually, somebody gave me um, when Superman was killed when Superman died. Yeah. I have that issue. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm waiting to see. The it longer I wait, you should back, go. You should go to the the secret stash in New Jersey, uh, the J and Bob secret stash along that show, Comic Book Men. Mm-hmm. You ever see that show? Yeah. That's which it's ridiculous. You should watch it. It's the most ridiculous show because it's overly produced. Yeah. <laughs> and you could be one of those people that goes in and says, "I'm thinking big money for this. I was thinking like a thousand bucks." We'll and give it to you. Well, there you go. The comic books, the Rio, and the world's best buffet, according to producer Sean. I'm glad you had a great time, Sean. I, I'm I, I am blessed to have had that opportunity in Vegas, and I highly recommend people going to the Rio because they can they will not do you wrong. There you go. Woo-hoo, Rio. Uh, uh, the traveling diva and I's anniversary is coming up in about a month, and we're going to be going to the Sheraton Kauai. And uh, hanging out there, we're going to be having one, those people on the show next week I to talk wait. about uh, Hawaii. It's so romantic, and, honey. You know what? Destination weddings and birthdays and things like that, always a good idea. Destination anything is a good idea. Right, right, right. So that's... Uh, Invent we... something. Destination Kwanzaa. Right. Kwanzaa. There's a destination that you don't want to miss. Uh, coming up on the rest of the show, we got two great guests. We have uh, my buddy Ryan Cheverini, an Emmy-nominated... Uh, host, television host from Chicago. We're going to be talking about sports and travel. And then we have a very special guest. A Who friend, is it? Who well, is it? I, We're not going to use his real name. Uh, he's a friend of mine I've known for about 15 years, and he's been the general manager of some of the finest five-star resorts in all of Europe. He's worked in Switzerland, in Germany, in Italy, in St. Petersburg, Russia, and we are going to get the behind-the-scenes dirt about how hotels are run, how you can get yourself upgraded, how you can ingratiate yourself at a hotel, and things that you don't want to do from him. So we're probably not going to use his real name, uh, but you'll get a lot of insight into helping you get more out of your vacations when you're traveling to really nice restaurants and hotels. But first off, we're going to bring to the show an Emmy-nominated television personality. And a buddy, he used to do sports. Now he has his own talk show in Chicago. It's called Windy City Live. Ryan Cheverini, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Welcome to A Fork on the Road. Woohoo! Thanks for having me, guys. So uh, now, Ryan, tell the folks about the show you do in Chicago. It's it's a uh, it's a hilarious, informative tour de force called Windy City Live. Yeah, well, the host is outstanding. That guy <laughs> should be nominated for an Emmy. Oh, in fact, he is. <laughs> uh, uh, I co-host the show with Val Warner, and uh, we are in our third season now. It is a live local talk show. We feature everything going on in the city from celebrities to restaurants to famous chefs. Uh, we kind of cover everything. And, uh, you know, Mark, because you're one of our contributors, too. And uh, we uh, we've done real well, and uh, you know we've really been embraced by the city. It's been great. 
And that, boy, talk about embraced by the city. It's a great city to be embraced by. People in Chicago, I, I know that you, you're you not from Chicago, but you've been living there a long time. I'm from Chicago, and I've been living in Los Angeles a long time. And there's something about the Chicago public where, man, if they like you, they love you. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, I am originally from Southern Cal. I've been here almost eight years. I can't believe it. It's flown by. Well, the winter's not so much, but <laughs> the city is incredible. The people here are, I mean, some of the friendliest you know, in the country, as you know, and there's a lot of Chicagoans out in Southern Cal. And it's, it's crazy because I just got back from Vegas and I couldn't believe how many Chicago people recognized me from the show. And they were so, you know, warm and friendly and it's really unique. I, I just think that um, the, the sense of community here is amazing. And, and like you said, once they embrace you, they love you for life. It takes a little bit of time, I think, to, to really have them warm up to you and accept you. But once they do, it's it's like, uh, you know, the, the bloodline is so thick. Well, and especially in our case, our show took over for Oprah Winfrey. Oprah finished up on a Wednesday and then Thursday morning, there's you and Val and all the rest of us on TV going, hi. <laughs> We're here. Yeah, but We're you know, what, what did Oprah really do ever, really? Nothing. <laughs> Flash I mean, in the on, pan. Man, what, what did that show, show lasted? what, two or three weeks? That's about it, really. No, uh, no honestly, yeah, it, it was crazy. I actually wanted them to wait like a week or two. I thought maybe they could run something in between, like to buffer it, and then people would be like dying to have another show, and they'd be like, then, you know, they'd welcome us with open arms. But, of course, when, you, when you, you're on the day after Oprah and a time slot she had for 25 years, yeah. um, it, it's pretty amazing that people even gave us a chance at all. And, of course, th- there were some bumps in the road along the way, but I think that we ironed those out and we found out kind of how to resonate with this city. And, you know, it's really been no looking back. And, and the show is really – I, I – um... I have a lot of friends out here in California who have been on the show over the last three years, and I always hear the same feedback you know, from the celebrities that do a lot of these shows. They think it's like, oh my God, it's like a national show. It's very well produced. It's very, very uh, polished. And the cool thing about it is that it's live television. It goes, goes out while we're doing it, which is, I've never been on a live television show before. It's thrilling. I love it. You know what I like about the show? Yeah, the best thing is, for better or worse, it's over in an hour. Right. (laughs) You know, I've I've done some tape shows, too, and they they take forever just to shoot one segment sometimes. And it's like, it's like when you have to get it right, you get it right, you know, when it comes from the cameras. And and once in a while, you know, that's part of the charm of live TV is when, you know, when you see something that's, that's, that you can only see live. So right. I love that part of it. I think that, uh, I think the celebs love it too. And, you know, they really made a good investment first off into the set. You know, when you watch TV shows, the first thing you're going to do is look at the set and, and what they're, you know, presenting. And sometimes you see these shows even on, you know, some strong cable networks and you're thinking, gosh, why, why didn't they put any money into it? To right. The, you know, production value and the setup. And, and so I think that was the first thing that they really made a commitment to. And doing it in front of a live audience brings a whole different kind of energy. It really does. And, it's very you know, exciting. You, you really can replicate that. And you do a great job. You're nominated for an Emmy Award this year. Were you surprised? Uh, I don't know. Mark DiCarlo beats me every year. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised, I guess. I mean, yeah. But we're not, nominated, nice. we're, I mean, we're not nominated in the same category, are we? 
No, last year we were. Yeah, but not, not this year. And then you went up and you stole my joke. I gave you a joke. <laughs> I said, if I get up there, I'm going to no. say this. And then you went up there and you, you nailed the joke. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess well, I won't be using that joke anyway. Yeah, you're an idiot if you tell me a joke before you go on stage and think I'm just going to keep it in my pocket. <laughs> Come on. What a moron. So, so, it's, it's, great. it's great, though. I mean, I, I love the fact that the show has, has really been um, – it won the Emmy last year, and, and it's now made, I think, like three again this year. So yeah. it's really being recognized now. And, and you know, I, I'm curious to, to see if anybody else, if any other stations in L.A. I know that there's Good Day L.A., but it's a much different show than what we do. Uh, I'm curious to, to see if anybody will kind of take the blueprint of this and try to do it locally in other markets. I mean, I know it's an expensive show to do, and yeah. we've made kind of the investment to do it. But uh, I'd be curious to see if, uh, if other stations will try it. I was actually just on Good Day LA out here two weeks ago. Um, we, we were doing the big Italian festival. My band was on in the morning. And it's, it's similar, but it's not the same. There's no studio audience. It's more like a news broadcast right. that's a little irreverent as opposed to an entertainment show in front of a live audience. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of a kind, and it's a thrill for me uh, always to be on it. And I'm sure... I know this for a fact that it has raised your profile tremendously in the city of Chicago. Now you're a single dude and you're out on the town. I want some I want to give some tips for people that may be visiting Chicago in the near future. If they're single and on the prowl, where do they go? How do they go? How do they roll like Ryan Cheverini? And 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 <laughs> And be the be the big man in yeah, the city of big up, shoulders. I can't give up all of my secrets, Mark, and then then, then I will be uh, then I, you know I'll be just like every other show. Walk, You'll use your secrets. Don't tell them. Now walking around with Ryan yeah. Cheverini at night in Chicago is like walking around with the first mayor daily. People see him from across the street. <laughs> the the velvet ropes part. Ryan, come this. Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's, and and you know Mayor you know Mayor Daly had game too. Oh my God, that guy did well. He no, did I fantastic. Uh, uh, it's it's good. Well, that's the thing. It's like Chicago doesn't have. I mean, it's like if I'm out in L.A. Uh, like, hey, Brad Pitt was just here. Why don't you wait behind that velvet red rope, you know? Here, <laughs> we don't have any, like, mega, mega stars except, like, Vince Vaughn and, and Jeremy Piven. I mean, who else is really from Chicago that's, you that's have Ryan huge that still, like, lives here and goes out here, you know? David. There's not a lot. Schwimmer. Not, who's that? Schwimmer. Oh, yeah. yeah Schwimmer, Schwimmer. But, you know, you never really see those guys out. Even Vince Vaughn, you don't really see him out too much. I might see him at the dinner. But, you know, he got married and, and had the baby. But it's like we, we don't – when a star is from Chicago, you know he's from Chicago kind of thing. And when he's out, it's a huge deal. But in L.A., that's every night of the week, every, you know, major restaurant or nightclub. So it's like here having a talk show, that's like the biggest thing going in town. They're playing the show with tabs and, you know, the buses and the billboards and all that. So, you know, even though I know deep down I'm really just a schmuck, uh, the fact that they yeah, but, treat you like yeah, you know, nobody else knows that I'd keep it quiet. Star if I is, is is never a bad thing. You know? right, so that's why it would be really hard for me to go to any other city. As much as I love Southern Cal and and you know, some other good cities to live in, this one is it's pretty top notch when it comes to dating and single life. Any tips I would give? Uh, you can't go wrong in River North. I mean that's that's where the the spot is, and I, I love how. You know, people dress up to go out here. It's not like flip flops and they do. shorts to, right. to go out. Yeah, people dress up, and the, and, the, and the women really take care of themselves. And River North is an area that's just north of the Chicago River, between Michigan and 
what division Clark? I would say, yeah, yeah. I would say, uh, you know, Michigan Avenue to, uh, yeah, to, to about Clark street or something like that. And, uh, you know, they have a whole, I mean, you don't, you don't even need a car here. You no, just hop in a cab part. or car service and you're where you need to be in five or 10 minutes. It's, it's really a luxury to have. And there's not a lot of cities in the country where you can actually live and, and not have a car. I drove my car 10,000 miles in three years. Yeah, you don't need so it. So I just got rid of it. One great place. I did that in three months there. I've hung out the last couple times I've been there. It's it's called The Joint, and it's on Dearborn, I think, like 650 Dearborn. And it's like it's a bar with two stages. There's like a funky disco-y stage, and then you go around the back, and then there's crooners doing like Sinatra stuff and dance music, and it's filled with some of the most interesting people like chicago people in the in the world have you been in there have you been in the joint yeah i've been in the joint i'm trying to think of the guy who owns the joint he's been on the show a couple times stan um who's that stan wozniak or he may be just the manager yeah it might be him i can't remember but uh yeah, the joint is cool. It's got it's got so much like uh, like Chicago. You feel like it's like true Chicago and Chicago history. And there's so many great blues clubs here. And I mean, there's really it's something for everyone. If you want to do like the the fist pumping Jersey Shore crazy stuff, you can do that too. Uh, but they have you know the neighborhood bars. They have nice little martini lounges. They have some great views of the city yeah. where you can be in those really nice sky decks at the Wood Hotel and. In places, the Dana Hotel has it as well. It's really cool. And it's like every, you know, every few months there's a new spot opening, and it's like the hottest place in town for a little while. All right. So and what are the places going to be? There's always something going on every weekend. Every time my buddies leave town, I invite them to a big event, and then they're always mad that they left town. But guys, don't leave, especially during the summer. Right. <laughs> so what are the big things coming up this fall? I, the uh, you mentioned. Let's let's start with milfs. And work our way down to the younger gals. If you're a single guy, I would say the joint is a great place to meet milfs. milfs. Absolutely, I agree. milfs and oh, cougars. Yeah, that's definitely the older crowd. Milfs and cougars. Uh, that's the place you want to go. The older crowd, or you know, you know, the Viagra Triangle is a, is a great place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's the triangle, but it's been nicknamed the Viagra Triangle because of the older, rich gentlemen who like to hit on younger women, and a lot of the younger women kind of hang out in that area if they're looking, you know, a whale. Mm-hmm. So it's what we both aspire to be one day. Rush, <laughs> Cameron Rush, Gibson's, Carmine's, those three places are always jumping uh, any night of the week. I mean, I, I took my father out down, down there and he couldn't believe it. it was like Tuesday night, eight o'clock. And it looked like a Friday night in any other city. Yeah. Well, especially when it's nice outside because the weather gets so just devilish in Chicago in the winter. Well, when, people also walk in Chicago. In right. LA, nobody walks. But when it's pleasant, people take their chances because they know in October, November, it's going to get shitty and it's just going to be cold and icky for a long time. And people really enjoy uh, the nice weather. So we got we got uh, we got the Viagra Triangle. We've got uh, the Joint. Yeah, the triangles were like the older. The, I just noticed you swore on the air. By the way, you're allowed to do that, huh? It's a it's a podcast. iTunes doesn't give a shit if we swear. Go ahead, try it. It's fun. Say it. Go ahead. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> anything? Anything beep out there? No. no. Nothing? All right. Sounds good. Uh, All right. So let's say now you want to so, go out with like yeah, thirty-year-old women. Is, is good, and then as you get younger, you know, like the, the youngest hot spot in town uh, is is probably Paris Club, 
and Underground has reopened. Paris Club those and Underground. Places, yeah, the, those are the two biggest competing places, I would say. And these are for gr- women in their 30s, crowd. men and women in their 30s looking to uh, meet and greet? Yeah, I would say I would say even younger than that, mid-20s oh. to, uh, to mid-30s. I would say about a 10-year span. There. So I'm just about pushing it. I'm, I'm not too old for that place. Are you giving him ideas for the for his black book? I think he's writing it down on his phone. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's writing it down? No, no, no. If Ryan ever loses his phone, he'll have to leave the country. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I actually just had to transfer my my numbers to another phone, and I was like, I don't know, I was like eighteen hundred phone numbers. How's that possible? Well, you've been slacking off. I would have thought it was more. <laughs> Well, there's 365 yeah. days a year. You've been on the air three years, so there's there's a thousand right there. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, it, this is an awesome city. I mean, it's it, I kind of have the best of both worlds because I get to go to California when it's really cold here, and uh, you know when it's nice. This is this is the the best city in the world. It really what is. What are your favorite places? Top three restaurants. Top three. Well, you know, on a date, we're going on a date room, in the Chicago. The signature room, just because of the views, is unreal. It's the top of the Hancock Building, which is a staple, you know, in Chicago. It's basically a landmark, and um, and it's not too I mean, touristy. It's up there. What's that? It's not too touristy. The top of the Hancock. No, it's okay. I mean, I think it's a little bit touristy, but it's still. I mean, if you get a nice window seat, I mean, you're ninety-four flat flights up. Yeah, and you're looking over the entire city. I mean, you're actually higher than the clouds on some nights, mm-hmm. which is really wild. Oh, it's gorgeous. Up there. Uh, th- that's a pretty tough spot to be. I mean, that's not a place that you're going to go every Friday night. But if you're looking to really impress, uh, that's a great spot. Or if you come to visit Chicago, you've got to check out the Signature Room. Okay. Um, but my, my favorite steakhouse is probably um, is probably Joe's Joe Stone Crab. And uh, that's a really? spot that uh, that Mark Jean Greco, who's the big, he would be the Fred Rogan of L.A. Right here in Chicago. Um, he, he's a he's a mentor of mine, and we go to Joe's. That's our spot, and that's where whenever the pro teams come in town, uh, any team playing the Bears the night before, they're at Joe's, and that's usually kind of that's our you know signature steakhouse. I would say. Okay. Um, and then number three, I don't know. I, I hate to steal Oprah's book, but RL's is pretty good. I don't know. I know that's her favorite restaurant, Ralph Lauren's, but uh, that's that's a I've great steak great and it's a really classy it. place. Uh-huh. Have you been there? No, but I've heard wonderful things about it. Yeah, RL's is really good. Next time you come into town, you gotta you gotta take Yenny there, go. Mark. We're All gonna right. go. All right, it's gonna cost you a little bit of dough, so you know. I hope this podcast is paying you. <laughs> Oh, we're banking. We're banking here. <laughs> I hope it's Howard Stern money. <laughs> so if people are considering coming to Chicago over the next couple months in the winter. Yeah, uh, rethink that. Yeah. Just That's wait. what I would tell them. Wait till spring. <laughs> yeah, go in the well, summer so you really have much of a spring. Wait, yeah, wait it out. So definitely don't come in January or February because you'll never come back. I've had a couple of friends come out and... <laughs> Like that. Next time I'm coming in June or July, um, but uh, you know every weekend there's something going on. I mean, uh, I, I uh, you know there's always we, on our show every Thursday we talk about the upcoming events that are happening. Well, whether it's a charity event or a, a ball, you know we we just did the Green Tie Ball about a, about a month ago here, which is one of the coolest events in the city. I highly recommend 
if anybody's coming into town next year to go to the Green Tie Ball. It's the best event in the city, about 3,000 people raising money all to beautify the city and make it, you know, greener and, and not such a, you know, industrial looking place. But and I don't think it's industrial at all. Of that over the past 10 years. I, yeah, I think the city looks fantastic. It's uh, green and beautiful and it's architecturally gorgeous. It's, it's really a, a very attractive city. And you are the crown prince of Chicago, my friend. The most eligible <laughs> bachelor in Chicago. The cutie pie of yeah, Chicago. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, you're not eligible anymore. I don't anymore. know about that. I, I got on that list, and they, they somehow had me up at the top of that, and I don't know how because, uh, I mean, don't you think Jonathan Taves, well, I think he's got a girlfriend, but he's not married. Uh, he plays for the Blackhawks, and his paycheck has a few more zeros on it than mine. Yeah, but you're so charming. Well, you know, to be honest, <laughs> Taves is pretty charming, too. No, he's not really. Even hockey players, you know, we both play hockey. I love hockey players, but they never really have much to say. No, well, Taves is pretty. He's he's Captain uh, Captain Fantastic, but he's very quiet. Captain Captain Serious, yeah. Captain Serious, quiet. And uh, you know, hockey. We've had hockey players on the show. We've had just about every big athlete on the show, except we haven't had Michael Jordan. I, I ran into him at his restaurant. He has a place on Michigan Avenue. That's another really good restaurant, actually. Michael Jordan's. Yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't get him to come on the show, but man, pretty difficult to get him to, to go on television. He just doesn't have any interest in it. Doesn't need to do it. Doesn't really want to do it. Yeah. It's very nice, but kind of like, thanks, but no thanks. Been there, done that. Yeah. I mean, he did Oprah's last show and, uh, that was about the only television he has done in a long, long time. Unlike you, you're on the air every week, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Chicago time. You can watch it on the internet no matter where you are at WindyCityLive.com. That's our buddy Ryan Cheverini, the crowned prince. prince. Of Chicago. He is the crowned prince of Chicago, for God's sakes. I'm going on the air tomorrow and opening the show that way. I think you should. <laughs> I, you are, you are. Wait, wait. No, no. You should open Emmy-nominated Crown Prince of Chicago. Emmy-nominated Crown Prince. I hope you Maybe win, I'm my friend. The voice of God to bring me out that way every morning. Do I know. You know, like that, that guy with that movie that movie trailer guy voice? Don LaFontaine. Oh, he dead. Yeah. He's dead, unfortunately. Well, we, and they got, they got a, whoever's doing them now. Whoever's doing the movie Mark guy the now. We can reanimate him. All right, they buddy. All sound, thanks, they all for, sound the same. thanks for coming on the show. Have a great prowling weekend out there in Chicago, and uh, we will see you soon. And call us next time you're in town. Yeah. Yes, we'll do. We have Teresa Caputo on tomorrow, the Long Island Medium. That should be a wild show. Oh. Uh, uh, she, she, we had 6,300 people apply for tickets. Our studio audience holds about 100, oh. not even 100. You're kidding. <laughs> no, She's... it was a lottery to get tickets to that show. She. Uh, I mean, whether you believe in what she does or not, she sure knows how to attract the crowd. Oh. Next time we do, we have her on the show. We've already had her on once. Next time we want to do it in the Chicago theater. Oh, my God. That would be great. Although I've been to New yeah. Jersey. Most of the women there are New Jersey larges, not mediums. Oh, wow. yeah. that was, that's horrible. That's horrible. That's a horrible joke. We may have to cut it. We, we may have to just throw this entire show out joke. now. All right. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks for joining us. That's Ryan Cheverini from Windy City Live in Chicago, Emmy-nominated Prince of the okay. City of Chicago. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Bye, Ryan. See you guys. Bye-bye. Here's Ryan's problem. He has a problem? He's got, his, he's got a huge problem because he goes out with a gal and has a great time with them, and then he goes out with a different gal, and, and 
unfortunately, everything he talks about on the air, all the girls that like him watch the show and hear it. So he's got to be very, he can't Are you talk. outing him? No, no, Seriously. no. No, no, he's single and, he, and, and uh, you know, he's very upfront with everybody. But he can't really talk about his private life on the air because there's a lot of girls that would love to be going out with him. And they listen and then they go, oh, he's going to go here tonight. I'm going to go there. He is so cute. He he's a great guy. Very he's adorable and he's honest with the girls, which he's very there's honest a with lot them. to be said about that. Yeah. No, he's 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 very talented. Can't find that in LA. Great interviewer, very uh real real uh real nice guy, very fun. And uh uh frankly I don't feel sorry for him that he has that problem. <laughs> I really don't. I didn't think it was a problem. I just hope you know he doesn't think it's a problem either. <laughs> no, it's not a problem for him. But that's the uh, that's the risk you take for being on live television. I think he's happy to be taking it. So there you go. There's some information about uh, cool places to go hang out in Chicago. Our next guest has been all over the world, literally. And not just traveling. He has been working all over the world. He's been the GM and the food and beverage manager of some of the world's finest five-star hotels. And we are going to bring him on the show right now. And we are going to give you behind-the-scenes secrets of how to get the most out of your vacation. And we're also going to hear some of the most harrowing stories from inside the hotel world. So please welcome Guest X. Our next guest has been the general manager and food and beverage manager of some of the greatest hotels all over the world, Europe, Germany, Switzerland, Russia. And he's coming on our show today to, to talk some smack, quite frankly. He's going to tell us what it's like working behind the scenes in hotels, tell us some stories that you'll never hear anywhere else, and share with us ways where you can get a little bit more out of every time you visit a classy hotel. We're not going to use his real name. We are going to welcome him and call him Ivan. Welcome to the show, Ivan. Hi, Ivan. Hello. Happy to be here. How are you? <laughs> so. Let's do a little background on you first, Ivan. How long have you been in the hotel business? Oh, about 20 years. 20 years. And uh, typically, what you, you're a general manager, you're a food and beverage manager. What is your basic job title? Uh, basic job title would be uh, general manager, director of food and beverage, making sure that the uh, daily operations run like they're supposed to run and run like customers expect. Okay. Can you tell us some of the hotels, some of the nice five-star joints that you've worked for? I've worked for a couple of uh, five-star independent hotels in, in Switzerland. I've worked for Chain Hotel, uh, Kempinski Hotels. Um, I've worked for a brief time with Lowe's Hotels, um, Hilton, Sheraton, uh, Millennium, uh, a couple different properties. So you're, you're basically a hotel slut. You'll work for anyone that will pay you. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then not, so let's start. I want to hear some horror stories because uh, we've done this with flight attendants before. We have them on the show, and they tell us some of the goofy stuff that they see people do in their airplanes and on their air and getting drunk and all that stuff. So let's hear a couple of just crazy stories, problems, issues that you had to wake up in the middle of the night to deal with with just idiot travelers. Do any good stories pop into mind? Um, yeah, there's there are a couple I've dealt with. Uh, we had uh, locally quite a few years ago, uh, a gentleman came into the restaurant with his wife. They were guests in the hotel, mm-hmm. and um, they were sat, sitting out in front of the restaurant in a small patio area. 
uh, where everybody could see them. Yes. And he proceeded, he was someone inebriated, intoxicated, mm-hmm. and reached over across the table and beat his wife in, in the eye in <gasps> front of about 50 people. So now I have uh, waitresses trying to pull him off of her, uh, irate guests who are trying to get at him. Wow. And uh, try try to keep a little bit of order. Um, we ended up calling security, and we had about four or five guys who, who had to uh, make the peace a little bit to promptly uh, uh, take the gentleman, kick him out of his room, and call the police. Um, so, yeah, uh, it seems to be on occasion that people check into hotels, and when they check into the hotels, they stop thinking. Right. You know, you, it, it's... Uh, it's a matter of be, being courteous, being nice, being a little bit intelligent. You're in my home. Act as if I were in your home. Well, sometimes people just get hammered and act like total tools. And uh, lots of times at really nice hotels, the GM or the security people have to kind of tamp them down without pissing them off because they're paying customers. Right? Walking that line's got to be tough. Correct. You have to be nice with the people. You have to... Uh, not insult them, even though they've done something wrong, or they have maybe insulted some other guests. Because in a hotel, you bring together many levels of society. Some people who can very much afford to buy your property at the drop of a hat, and others who scrape together a couple of years of savings to spend a week at your property. So uh, they are on somewhat different wavelengths, and it's it's a little bit of a matter of being a diplomat. Uh, between between all of them, ensuring that they all have uh, a good time, ensuring that they all have a great experience, but also making sure that uh, you know the ones who want their privacy get it, and the ones who who uh, don't really fit in, that they are are kept a little bit amused and 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 off. Uh, how should I say off? Um, uh, that they keep from being starstruck with. Uh, with the fact that they're in a luxury hotel, that they're in a five-star hotel, mm-hmm. that there are potential celebrities around, people that, uh, that they know or high net with uh, value people right? Uh, who don't want to be bugged. Now, uh, so I know recently uh, you had been working at a really nice hotel in Russia. Can you talk about that place and how different Russia is from the United States or from other places in Europe? And I want to hear about the food. Um, Uh, The the food is maybe a second story, but um, if if anybody gets the opportunity to definitely travel in in and through Russia, um, my first pick would be St. Petersburg uh, for the sheer history and amazement of the city. Um, Definitely go there. I was running a hotel a little bit north of the city, and um, it was... uh, uh, it had a bit of a reputation that I was brought in to, uh, to uh, what kind of reputation? turn the corner on. What uh, kind of reputation? People, people would spend, uh, people would come up with their assistance, quote unquote, uh, and spend oh. a leisurely afternoon. Well, um, and, call, and call the wife and tell the wife that uh, they I'm were working late, stuck baby. On the north side of the city. I'm working I'm late. Sorry. I'm working late, honey. I can't get home tonight. Exactly. The problem would usually come in when. Uh, when the not so cooth Russian businessman would use the hotel's phone to call his wife, oh. Oh. so she could obviously see where the number is and see where the call was coming from. Well, he was not very <laughs> two smart. Two hours later, <laughs> two hours later, the wife would be at the knocking, knocking at the front desk and demanding to know the room number, which of course I couldn't really provide her with. <laughs> yeah, you but, can't um, you can't give away the room number at that point, right? You have to honor the guests. Mm, correct. 
Correct. Uh, you know, the guests get, uh, they'll get irate sometimes. Oh, we're, we're here to surprise somebody, but you know what? All it takes is one time letting the wrong guests into the wrong room, and then you have a big mess on your hands. Right, and then none of the philanderers want to come back and pay your room rates anymore. If they know they can't, Correct. they can't bring their girlfriends for a quick afternoon delight, they'll go to, they'll go to the Holiday Inn on the the Borscht the Borscht side of town. Exactly, exactly. But uh, you know, being uh, being the diplomat and and, then, and and making sure that everybody has a good time. That uh, you know, we're there to kind of smoothen things out. Um, if we can't, if we can't get the uh, irate wife uh, to her uh, cheating husband in time, <laughs> well, you know, we hope that they take their troubles and maybe move on down the road. Um, well said, Ivan. Um, now, Ivan, let's talk about. I'd like to talk about the culture differences between Europe and America. You've primarily worked at really nice hotels in Europe. People in Europe have a certain opinion of american tourists what would that be uh they do they do they they sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad um if you're uh if you're a traveling american overseas uh the, the wait staff will see you as, as a blessing because americans are known to tip and people who tip obviously get better service and faster service so that's obviously an advantage to being an american okay uh, disadvantage to being an american is maybe being on the French Riviera, French Riviera, and seeing a topless beach, those are then the Americans who you do not want to envy or be, because the, the gentlemen can can rarely get over the fact that there are half naked women down at the beach. <laughs> well, how can um, you t- how can you tell if the gentlemen are so so <laughs> so involved? Well, st- standing on the cliff with uh, binoculars and, and uh, high uh, high lens cameras uh, is kind of a giveaway. Plus, the giveaway would then be the, uh, the, the tennis shoes and the white socks. <laughs> so everyone in Europe just thinks American tourists are just a bunch of idiots, basically. Uh, at times, at times. It, uh, you know, it, it, being an American and traveling overseas, I always enjoy the fact of fact that I could blend in a little bit and go with the culture and go with the flow. They say, when in Rome, do as the Romans. Uh, I could only encourage Americans overseas uh, who, who travel overseas to do with Romans as well, blend in a little bit. And what explore. are the what are the tricks to be- blending in? Give us some tips that can help tourists be more a part of wherever they happen to be. What are tricks to blending uh, in? Learn a few words. You know, learn how to say good morning in the country you're in. Um, if you're, uh, you know, learn their cultures in Italy. Uh, if you if you order a cappuccino after 11, 11 o'clock in the morning, they're going to know you're not a, you're, you're not an Italian, and they're mostly going <laughs> to figure you, you, you are you order, American. If you order cafe um, corretto for breakfast, <laughs> exactly, they won't exactly. blink. Some book, uh, or you're a raging alcoholic. <laughs> 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 but um, no, pick, pick up a few words, ask, uh, converse a little bit with with the with uh, the staff at the hotel. You know, they they know the city better than anybody else. Um, ask them for their opinions for what they think is good, what what they would see, or what's a must see. You know, they're, they're always going to advise you. And if you tip them, you know, if you tip them time, uh, they will be on point for the next time that you come through, waiting to take care of you or serve serve you and, and look after you. So that is the you know, international work, work language, right? That's definitely. That's yeah. right. it, it doesn't hurt. They're they're creating a service for you or providing a service for you. And uh, you are the benefactor of that. Yes, it's part of their job, 
but everybody enjoys a little bit uh, a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. And um, as my concern sometimes at, at certain hotels, not necessarily the five stars, but uh, maybe a little less expensive hotels, if you ask someone where to go to eat or what to do, that they're just going to tell you to go to their cousin's place because they're getting money from the cousin or they're going to go to their buddy's place. Is there a way where you can kind of... Um, uh, ensure that you're getting good quality advice? What, what I do is I'll ask the same question of two or three different people in the hotel and then kind of take the consensus that's, answer. That's a very, that's one very good way of doing it. Um, today in the age of the internet, you know, do your homework. Uh, maybe look a little bit on uh, uh, Yelp. There are some countries in Europe that, uh, that have Yelp. TripAdvisor um, is the one ask, that works for me. Ask, uh, ask on consensus. That's, that's a good thing. Um, Go to go to other places. Go to a bar where you see that there are people inside. Mm-hmm. You know, go and have a drink, mix in a little bit, and then ask a couple of questions. Of the locals, tell you, yeah. uh, it's also a good thing uh, to talk to, to the local people, right? You want you to know? talk to the 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 the, the people we'll from that to town, locals. sure. Yeah, immerse. Like again, it goes back to immersing yourself in the culture and 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 you know uh, being uh, being a brother of their country, and and you know I think uh, they would be. Uh, uh, most accommodating as as many uh, many tourists would be if they came to America and experienced uh, what we have to offer. They would blend in a little bit. One would think they would blend in a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously also look for a place that has a lot of people in it. If there's a lot of people in there and there's a line, probably can't go wrong. Right. Yeah. Now, what I want to know from you is, I want to know trips, uh, trips, uh, tricks, and tips to getting a better deal or maybe getting an upgrade in a hotel or maybe uh, who do we talk to, what do we do to get certain amenities? Um, Is there anything you can tell us? (laughs) Amenities are going to be, usually that's going to be a a corporate decision uh, in in so much that, uh, you know, the hotel is going to go through its uh, corporate clientele and corporate business to see who's coming and who's, uh, who's in. Yeah, so... The amenity might be tough sometimes unless something happens. If they forget a wake-up call, you know, you can you can try and work that a little bit. But if you go in and you just be yourself, uh, uh, tell people, you know, if you're a couple, if you're on your honeymoon, great. Let the people know. If you're even not on your honeymoon, let them know you are. Ivan, <laughs> Ivan. Every little bit helps. We are Every always on sometimes. a honeymoon. Ivan, um, we are always on a honeymoon. So every place go. we go. There you go, you know. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna get a T-shirt be, that be, says that. Be genuine and polite, you know. Uh, know when to know when to pick your battle. Sometimes, uh, if you're checking in and there are 15 people around you, don't ask for the upgrade right then and there, because once you do it, everybody else is gonna do it, and, uh-huh. and the the, the front and desk is no. gonna get maybe a little bit annoyed. You know, well, there's no way he'll time. say yes. Right? You come back. Maybe in the evening, you bring him a glass of wine, you bring him a nice tip and say, listen, I'm, exactly. I'm here with my girlfriend. You. What can we do? We're thinking about staying an extra night. Is there anything you can you can uh, provide for us? Uh, can we get a, a nicer room, a bigger room? And, you know, depending on how you are with them, those up, I would say seven times out of ten they'll do it. If, if it's possible, they'll go out of their way to do it. Because really, it doesn't um, cost them... It doesn't cost the hotel little, any more money, right, to put you in a nicer room as opposed to a regular room? Well, they, they also want to charge you, but uh, they also want to provide you an experience. So, you know, depending on what day of the week, if you're if you're spending a weekend in a business hotel, uh, the business hotel isn't going to be very full on a Friday, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So maybe it pays, you know, to um, to stay at a business hotel on a, over the weekend in the big city. 
if you're traveling through Europe, I, uh, and I've done this many times, stay stay in a local hotel outside of the city. Yeah, stay at a mom and pop place if you can. Usually, you get more of an experience. You get more of yeah. the culture there. Yeah, and right now and we have so many options the city, for that. Go into the city and, and spend the, the Friday Saturday night where it's usually going to be a cheaper rate at a, at a business hotel. That's a great tip. Now, you you spent the last couple of years working in St. Petersburg, Russia. Had you ever experienced Russian food before, or was this your first baptism into it? Um, I traveled to Russia twice before, and uh, uh, the food is not, having seen what I've seen through my experiences, the food is not high on, on the populace. It's very heavy, very bland food. Um, they are not great people in the kitchen. Um, they have their they have their bright moments here and there, <laughs> but a lot of the food prepared is is usually European continental food. Um, there is there tends to be a great uh, liking for Italian and French food uh, because of the the culture that was brought into Russia during the 1700s, 1800s. Uh, a lot of a lot of what was built was built by French and Italian uh, workers, so they brought their cuisine with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of what's happening uh, in New Orleans now. After the hurricane, a lot of Mexican workers came in to help rebuild the city. Now there's some world-class Mexican restaurants in New Orleans that were not there before because the, labor, the laborers it, uh, need a place to eat. Goes, yeah. Yeah. You have to take advantage. And, and you know, again, uh, ask, ask, look around. If you're, out, uh, if you're out on a sightseeing trip, look around, see what place is busy, see what people are talking about. I always you like know, doing but, uh, that. You go to a place that's busy and smells good. That definitely helps, but uh, if, if you're, as it pertains to Russia, it's, it's it's worth going to a little bit of a higher-end restaurant because then you also know, um, as far as the quality of the food is concerned, that there's going to be a higher level there. You don't want to necessarily skimp on a uh, Russian meal because if you do, or if you eat something you don't know what you're eating, it can put you in the hospital, <laughs> and Russia is not the place where you want to end up in the hospital. <laughs> <so you're> not- <laughs> That's not good. All right, you've been all over Europe. What are the three cities that every American should visit before they die? Three European cities. Voltaia in Tuscany, Italy. Mm. Lugano in Switzerland, southern Switzerland. Yeah. And St. Petersburg, Russia. Really? Definitely. Why St. Petersburg? That seems odd that you would put St. Petersburg on that list. Um, St. Petersburg is a very European city as opposed to what uh, Moscow is. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have a lot of the history uh, in, in St. Petersburg of what, of what the Russian imperialists and imperialism lived in and through. Um, the Tsar family, as they lived when they were still around, uh, many of the buildings that they, that they lived in or the castles that they lived in, uh, are, are still standing and have been uh, immaculately uh, restored. Hmm. And they, these are these are things you don't see in the U.S. Um, unfortunately, um, it, it's a it's a city it's a city that's very vibrant. In the summer, they live outside. It's light until one two o'clock in the morning. The sun hardly goes down. The winter also has its charm, where uh, uh, you know the, the sun comes up at ten thirty in the morning and goes down at two thirty in the afternoon, and then it's dark again. Ugh. So it's um, that's why they drink a, so a much vodka. Bit of the extreme, <laughs> right? That's why they drink so much vodka. 
You get three hours of daylight. Well, unfortunately, yeah, that's uh, at least with some sometimes too much free time on the hand. But there, there is uh, so much to experience up there. Um, obviously, uh, the locals they they are uh, they when they see when they see you, being a local. There's only so many times you can go into the Hermitage, but being a foreigner, you would think uh, maybe the Hermitage once a, once a week. And I was I was in the Hermitage Museum about once a month. Mm. Um, that's definitely, definitely a city to be experienced if, uh, if one ever gets the opportunity. All right, well, there you go. That is expert advice from Ivan, the, the, uh, <laughs> the guest ex, the, uh, guest, what is it? The mystery shopper. We'll call him the mystery GM. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Ivan. You're, uh, you've been all over Europe and, uh, I know a lot of American tourists will be going to Europe during the uh, shoulder season and the the winter where it's a little bit cheaper, go over there and soak yourself up a little That's bit perfect. of culture. Uh, we look forward you go to... in the winter, go to the south. Yeah. You don't want to go to St. Petersburg go in the winter, the do you? Well, that's its term, too. A <laughs> 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 <But> dress warm. <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much, Ivan, and uh, please keep us apprised of your movements throughout Europe so we can track you down for next time. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you so much. Bye You're bye. most welcome. Wiedersehen. Wiedersehen, Ivan. Well, there you have it. What a show. Packed full of information. We learned all about uh, the worldwide buffet at the Rio. See, Sean didn't even have to go to St. Petersburg to travel <laughs> around the world. Did you have any Russian food, Sean? No, there was no borscht. There's, there's no, no Russian borscht. food. You don't go out of your line. Out of your, I wouldn't even get up out of a table to go have Russian food. It's very gassy <laughs> and heavy. Uh, so we, we, we learned all about uh, Sean's... Second anniversary, we talked to Ryan Chevenier, Cheverini, the Emmy-nominated crown prince of Chicago. Learn yeah. what you want to do if you're single and on the prowl in Chicago. And we just got some insider tips from our mystery guest, a man who won't even use his own name. These stories were so volatile. That was uh, our mystery <laughs> that GM, That doesn't make me want to go to Russia, though. <laughs> you know what? And if I go, it's not going to be in the winter. Here's my travel. thing with going to Russia. It's It would be great to be there for a day, but it's so far away, and it seems like it would be such a pain in the ass to get to. I don't know that I want to go just because it would be difficult. Well, I'll tell it's you like why. It's like getting to Machu Picchu. I'll you don't go you for a 20-minute visit. I'm not I'm interested in going at this moment. Why? And it's all because of the food. And he said the food there is no good. So why Nothing am grows. I going to go? Nothing grows in why? Siberia. I can have potatoes here. Right. Yes, you can. And will. Well, there you go. Once again, bringing you the finest, most elite, most secretive information in the travel and food worlds. Stuff you're not going to hear anywhere else except right here on a fork in the road. If you missed anything, you go to you our just new... Missed, yeah. If you missed anything, you miss you misspelling the name of the show. What? No, I was going to say, if you missed anything, go to our new website, which is a fork in the road show. No, it's not. It's what? a fork on the road. What did I say? You've been saying in the road. Can we cut all that? No, we can't. There's no editing. <laughs> No. <laughs> so go to a fork on the road show.com for more information on all of our uh, sponsors, all of our past shows, and all of our future shows. It's the one place you want to be if you like to travel like we. Until next time, I'm Mark DiCarlo, and next to me is the lovely and talented Yenny Alvarez, the traveling diva, and we'll see you on a fork on the road. <laughs> <laughs>